Hey, thanks for dropping by to the Planners on Purpose podcast, created by Naomi Tucker, CMP. Now, this space is for the event planners to encourage and empower you so that you can fully live your life on purpose. So before we dig in, please take a moment to subscribe so you get future shows. Now, here she comes, your host, Naomi. Hello, welcome to the Planners on Purpose podcast. This is Naomi Tucker, your host, and I'm excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for being here. Regardless if you're new to me or I'm not so new, I appreciate you being here. I wanted to talk today about systematizing and how we can systematize for reduced stress. Because let's face it, we all have stress in our lives And if there was a way for you to eliminate just a little bit of the stress that you have to work through on a day-to-day basis, would you do it? That's my question for you. Would you actually take the steps to eliminate stress if it could happen for you? And if you said yes, which I hope that many of you are nodding and you're saying yes, then you will be able to benefit from this podcast episode because I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how we can systemize what we do in order to reduce stress. And there are going to be several different ways that we do that. So I cannot wait to jump right in. I hope that you are ready. If you are ready, say yes. Yes. So I'm excited. So before we go forth, I just wanted to say to you to get out of your own way. (laughs) It's really hard to deliver that, but get out of your own way. Why should you get out of your own way? Because you possibly are the person that's holding you back from having a little bit of freedom, having a little bit of bandwidth, being able to relax a little bit. And although we do have some obligation to our job and our lives, there are sometimes what we have to work through and work with is a lot. So it is helpful for you to take what I'm saying to you today, welcome it in, be open, because it's going to demand that you make some changes. Because again, if you could take yourself out of the equation, if there's something that you can do to make your life easier, would you take it? And if you did say yes to that, then we have to roll up our sleeves and we have to get to work and see how we can make this happen in our lives. So with that said, there are three components that I wanted to break down to you today. (laughs) The first component is get rid of it. The second component is let's automate it. And the third component is let's delegate it, right? The first component is all about getting rid of the things that you don't have the capacity to do. And I'm going to break that down here in a moment. Second component is automate. So what we're going to do is try to set up routines that are going to help you to complete just mundane, monotonous tasks. And then delegate. Delegate's the one that everyone always is fearful of. We always don't want to get give our work to someone else. And we have some challenges with understanding delegation. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but really it's just concentrating on the work you really want to do. And there are ways to delegate the rest. So 
we are going to move forward and we're going to talk about the first pillar here, which is going to be getting rid of it. It's getting rid of things that don't work for us. And how do we do that when it comes to what we have on our desk and what we're currently working through? And many of us have a lot that we have stacked up on our desk, right? We probably have um, multiple programs that we're working through that are happening at different time frames. You might have a program that's starting next week, but then a program that's happening right at the top of the year. Perhaps there's different levels of where you are with certain programs that you have to actually plan. Maybe something's in the detailing phase where something else is in the phase where you're actually trying to figure out where you're going to go. And on top of that, we have to deal with many client demands. Perhaps a client wants a bigger hotel, smaller hotel, you know, a hotel with the chef from the other hotel. You know how it goes. There are so many requests that we also have to make sure that also are being handled via our clients as well. So we can go on and on and on about the things that we have to do. And that's just us merely planning the event. Let's not talk of how we plan the event, right? How we plan the event is the systems and the processes that we have to work through at our organizations, in our businesses, in order to accomplish that meeting to make sure that meeting goes really well. And there's so many systems that are involved, right, with it. There's your RFP system. There's your registration system. You maybe have an expense system. You maybe have an accounting system. You might also have a system where you're um, putting all your analytics in. Systems on top of systems on top of systems. Many people have to work with probably five or six different systems on average in their day-to-day jobs. Just think about how many logins you have written down or stored somewhere on your computer. You probably have probably more than six of them. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. So that means that in your mind, you have knowledge of different systems, how to get into those systems and use them for the particular function that they need to be used in order for you to do your work. All of that to say, there's a lot going on. (laughs) There's a lot going on that's on your desk. So when we think about the state of stress that we may be in or the state of overwhelm that we might be in, it's not surprising. So how do we manage that? First pillar is get rid of it. So how do you get rid of it? Well, quickly, I'm going to share with you a few ways that you can get rid of any of the waste. It's all of the extra that is currently happening right now. So if you find yourself in a state of stress, here are just a quick five things that you can do in order to just eliminate that waste. First thing is say no to any new request. Anything new that comes across your way, say no to it. Because if you're already in this state of stress, you have a lot on your desk you probably don't have the bandwidth in order to accommodate the new thing. So say no or redirect any of the new requests that come across your path. The second thing, prioritize people and projects. This just means if you have a project that is very, very important, make sure it's at the top of the list. If you have a leader that needs something from you, have that also at the top of the list and organize and prioritize the people and projects so that you are working through your list in a way that's going to help relieve the people and relieve those projects 
in order of importance. The third thing is let your calendar do the talking. How that looks is making sure that we put put our available times in our calendar. Also make sure that we're blocking our calendar appropriately. The fourth thing is get out of existing commitments. Now, this can mean perhaps you had a launch appointment with Donna, but then you know that you need to do something for your leader. Maybe you need to tell Donna, this isn't going to work. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry I set this up, but can we reschedule for next week? So get out of these existing commitments that are easy to get out of so that you can focus on the things that matter right now. It isn't that Donna doesn't matter. Donna does matter. However, at this current time of stress that you may be dealing with, you might have to ask Donna, let's take a rain check. And then lastly, turn your mess into less. When you do all of these things, you're literally turning what's happening right now, let's say the mess into less. So that those were some tips on how to actually get rid of the things that you don't have the capacity to do. And now I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how to automate. And when we look at automation, there's different ways that you can automate. Many times when we think about automation, we think of like the the tech side and how to make things automatically do something for you, (laughs) whatever it is, like selecting the right tool with technology. But it's interesting to see that automation can come in different ways. So you can have self-automation, you can have automation that's done with templates, you can have automation that's done with process, and you can have automation that's done with tech. So I wanted to talk a little bit about these areas. Now with the self-automation, it's interesting because you can actually automate yourself. And how do you do that? Self-automation has a lot to do with making sure that you have good habits, making sure that you're having excellent routines in your life and set yourself up to win. So when you look at yourself, take a look at what is your morning routine? For me, I wake up in the morning, I may listen to a devotional, I might read a little bit in the morning, I might fill myself up with just some self-affirmations or be focused on some of the things that I want to do so that my mind is in the right place when I get to my desk to work. What do you do? How do you set yourself up for success and set yourself up to win? Whatever routine that you establish for yourself, make sure you're keeping it easy. Keep it uplifting for yourself too, because getting into habits and setting forth routines for yourself helps. And it also helps you feel good because you're just doing something that just works. So not only are there morning routines, there can be routines in the middle of your day. There can be routines in the evening. There can be just, there can be routines all over the place. Find those routines that work for you. The second one is templates and templates work really well as a form of automation. And how do you do that? You can set up email responses for certain areas of your business and use email signatures in order to kind of help communicate messages to clients and customers and internal teams. 
You can create forms, forms that gather information from people. They always don't have to be connected to a registration, but perhaps there's forms that you use for your customer, even forms that you use internally. So just think of all the ways that you can set up either an email response or a form or you know some sort of standard operating procedure to be able to help you to have something automated internally or in on your team. The third way is process. Developing a set process within your company can also help you to reduce stress. So when you're setting up processes, you want to make sure that you're giving instructions for a process or for some job sequence and you're optimizing that process and making sure that you can see how to eliminate tasks that other people may be going through. So if you have a process that's like heavy, try to find a way to optimize it, make it better, make it easier, make it more efficient. And then test your processes and share with other people. Share with others so that you can share your success of the process that work for you. And tech is probably one of the most common ways that we think about automating and use tech as much as you can. And when you're trying to use tech for automation, we want to find the right tool. Tech is only good as a person that uses the tool. You can have the best tech tool, but if no one's entering the information into it or using it the right way, you know, it just, it isn't, it's not going to do anything. So you need to actually get the training, make sure your teams take the training so that they are able to leverage the tool in a way that's going to help give them the support and help make their lives a little bit easier. Another thing with tech is you can use digital planners like your calendar or other planners in order and set them up with like alerts and rules so that they can help support you and hold you, have the tech hold you accountable, right? You can also do this with your phone. Use your reminders on your phone in order to help support you too. When it comes to delegation, there's just a few tips that I wanted to give you because that is our last pillar that we want to talk about. And it's all about concentrating on the work that you are going to do. So if you're prioritizing many of your tasks, all the other things that you probably have to do, we want to make sure that we delegate them in some way, shape, or form. And when we're delegating, I really love this quote by Michael Hyatt that seems fitting. And it says, delegation means focusing primarily on the work only you can do by transferring everything else to others who are more passionate about the work or proficient in the task. So we are really looking at people that are passionate about the things that you don't want to do and that they're proficient in these tasks as well, because that helps when trying to help them understand what you're asking to do. So here are some tips when it comes to delegation that can help you delegate more easily. The task that you delegate should be tasks that other people can do. And that's a good start when you're looking at delegation. Those are probably the first things, first items on your list that you should delegate are the things that people can actually do that they have a low threshold of teaching (laughs) because you do have to teach people when you do delegate. So if you do have items like that on your list, those are good to start with. And as I mentioned that, 
you might have to do a little bit of teaching. When you're delegating, you want to make sure that you're putting on your teacher hat and you want to prepare your mind because other times you could have things that are on your delegation list that you are going to have to teach the person a little bit. Set aside an hour of time, set aside a day in order to teach the person the basics to get them started. It's going to be well worth your while instead of just throwing something at a person who has no idea what to do or how to do it. That's going to cause you much more pain. So definitely put on your teacher hat, prepare your mind to spend time with that person so that they can be set up for success. Another tip for delegation is to consider part-time help. Consider a freelancer or perhaps a virtual assistant in order to help you with the task that you're needing to help with. And again, it just really depends on what you're needing help with. If you need someone to come on site for you for an event, maybe you need a freelancer to help you. If you need some help with emails or perhaps need some help with marketing, maybe there's a virtual assistant or some other type of person that can be able to help you with those tasks. But get help early as you can so that you can be freed up to do the more important things. Another tip for delegation is to prepare instructions. So prepare some type of document that shares what step-by-step what to do. So you would prepare that information, give that to the person. You also are going to teach them. And then when you are done teaching them, they do have that instruction as a point of reference for them as they're continuing on about that task. And then find out what other people love to do. It's really important, especially if you're working with a team, find out what they love to do. Maybe there are people that just love to talk on the phone and love to help and do some service-oriented, customer service type tasks. And perhaps that's a person that you might say, hey, I need you to help me with managing attendees that are just registering for this conference. That's something that you can do. Find what others love to do and then help align them with the tasks that are in alignment with the things that they do love to do. And that typically helps everything go so much better. Now, when it comes to delegation, you do want to evaluate your delegation level of your task. We talked about that. If you have something that's very complex, giving it to somebody that's just getting started in the industry probably isn't the best idea. So make sure that you are aligning those things appropriately according to skill level as well. And what's really great is when you see the person that you have delegated to grow and they're learning and Um, they're really catching on to the task that you have given them, you can give them more. And they would love that because they, I'm assuming, love to grow, especially if they raised a hand and they're helping you with other tasks. So those were my tips for delegation. And that really completes the three pillars, which is to get rid of it, automate it, and delegate it. And I want to know what you think. Do you feel like Some of the things that were presented in today's podcast will be able to help you with systematizing so that you can reduce the stress in your world. I sure hope so. I really do. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you're able to use some of the concepts presented here in order to bring you some order and a little less stress. So until next time, my friends, please stay on purpose. 
Well, that wraps it up for this episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the like button and tell us how much you enjoyed the show by leaving a message in the comments. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.